0: time enough at last submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans sean majors and keith conrad re-watch the twilight zone from beginning to end it's like something out of that twilighty show about that zone a swimming pool not unlike any other pool a structure built of tile and cement and money a backyard toy for the affluent wet entertainment for the well-to-do But to Jub and Sports Sherwood, this pool holds mysteries not dreamed of by the building contractor, not guaranteed in any sales brochure, for this pool has a secret exit that leads to a never-never land, a place designed for junior citizens who need a long voyage away from reality into the bottomless regions of the Twilight Zone.
1: All right, Sean, we can't put this off any longer.
0: Episode number
1: 156 of the Twilight Zone was... The Bewitching Pool.
2: We could just not do it. We could just not do this, Keith. Save
1: us all a lot of heartache. Listen, I I, I feel like we <sighs> feel like we have to. Um, let's do it. You know, uh, the 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 people are depending on us. Let's, do you want to have a an an incomplete set after all this time of uh, <laughs> of, of three years of. You know, we should say mostly good episodes. I mean, I, I would say on uh, balance, yeah. you know, most. Even if we had, you know, some snarky comments about them, most of of Twilight Zone episodes are pretty good. Absolutely. I
2: mean, there's a reason why we did this show. There's a reason. I mean, why we still spend hours and hours whenever there's a marathon on watching. It, it's mm-hmm. a it's a great show, and you know, it's uh, it has wonderful messages, and there's creepy and funny and weird and it's given birth to creepy some creepy and best. kooky,
1: mysterious and spooky.
2: <laughs> it's given birth to a lot of things that we like, you know, certainly nowadays. Um and it's uh yeah, I um not this episode, not the not the Sherwood family and Aunt T, but uh right. I think um yeah I I have
1: a great affinity for the show as as I'm sure you do. I do. And uh, so, I mean, here's here's my question to start things off. Uh, You know, I I think I've mentioned this a few times that uh, my wife and I, we, uh, you know, we always have like the Rift Tracks channel on in the background. Those are those are just legitimately terrible movies. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I occasionally I'll be wondering, like, is this like just bad in every way? (laughs) You know, like it, it should never have gotten made. (laughs) or was you know like this just the wrong person to make it you know like they didn't have the budget that was necessary they they you know the acting was was they probably should have done a better job of casting you know there there was something the story was solid but you know just the execution of it ended up being lacking um there is not a planet on which this was this episode was a good idea like
2: not even if they had to not even without the dubbing, you know? Um, no, this episode's boring, it's stupid. It's it's one of the goofy ones, you know, that... I don't think it's even goofy, and, it's just bad. Yeah, it's just, it's out of place. I just, I hate it. There's not a likable character in the whole episode. <laughs> and it's just, you know, thank God. How they, I mean, obviously there were some production issues, that's why, like, you know, this... Season five is filled with this and like an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge and you know some that were filmed, you know, after this but read before it and mm-hmm. um it's it really is a shame that like a non Ron Cer- Rod Serling uh written episode that is this terrible is like literally the last episode <laughs> of the Twilight Zone.
1: And I and I'm not sure what the situation would have been with the Twilight Zone. Um like if um this was like like they knew when this aired that yeah it was done a, after this or if you know they there was a possibility they were going to be coming back and it just didn't work out that way yeah uh, but it but it feels like especially with with a lot of episodes that they were just it, it was just especially these last few other than the fear which the the fear is solid uh yeah th- that they were just filler
2: yeah and it's so so this was supposed to uh air uh march 20th 1964 which would have been a full three months earlier um and uh <laughs> the reason why they had to dub it and i think you actually told me this before i before i even knew it was because there was so much background noise during like the pool scenes the outdoor scenes that like mm-hmm. the footage was unusable <laughs>
1: The, the footage was unusable and then and then, you know, like you couldn't overdub some of it, but not the rest of yeah. it. So they had to do it with all of it.
2: <laughs> so they hire Rocky the Flying Squirrel.
1: They did. And and first of all, before you even you know, like I, obviously so that's less than ideal. OK, so, yes. so we'll get we'll give them we'll give them credit for that. But Strike they, on. who wrote this that they they named their kids Sport and Jeb and they're not Not like in Arkansas or anything. Like, they're supposed to be in a, you know, fairly urban environment with sophisticated parents, and their their kids are named Sport and Jeb, and the girl is named Sport. Sport and
2: Jeb, and the kid and her best friend in To Kill a Mockingbird were Scout and Jem. Like, what the the (laughs) hell is with this episode? (laughs) But yeah, you're right. They're, They're total hick kids, and they're they're with like these rich like parents who are you know the quintessential you know nineteen sixties uh, rich parents who you know lost their love for each other and you know dad drinks uh, an old fashioned and mom smokes a long cigarette out of a, a metal extender.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and and I'm not sure. Maybe this had something to do with the production issues that they had. Yeah. But- the story begins like at the end and then you know kind of circles back around there was absolutely yeah. no need for that no not
2: at all. not one thing in this episode is is in place like everything's out of place it, it makes sense as a linear story like it's not confusing like uh, two weeks ago but I already forgot the name of that episode thank god uh, come on with me um, but yes. it's just it's a waste of time in the worst possible way and my god <laughs> those voices are so bad that i've been talking about it for three years keith
1: um, <laughs> yeah because uh because <laughs> he got uh you got rocky the flying squirrel voicing uh voicing one of the characters
2: by the way literally Jean Foray, the woman who voiced rocky the
1: flying squirrel <laughs> in bowling yeah ball. It's not even somebody who sounds like it. It's literally June foray, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so so basically the the, the episode starts theoretically uh, with uh, you know the the parents bickering back and forth and they're they're basically saying they're getting a divorce. The kids don't like that, which, which I'm, I'm confused about because, like, I understand you definitely wouldn't want your parents to get a divorce, no matter what. Like, like you sure. wouldn't want that to happen. Um, clearly, whether they were going to be together or not, they're just really bad parents that you wouldn't want to be in. So it seems like adding the divorce angle, like it, it, it would almost make it less bad because at least then you only have to deal with one terrible parent instead of two.
2: They also don't seem to love their kids that much.
1: Or even like them,
2: which I don't blame them. No. I don't blame them, but.
1: <laughs> okay, so here here's the question. If it was just normal voiced kids, do you think it would be any better or do you think the kids would be just as bad?
2: Uh... They would be just as bad in a different way. Like, I think the obviously the issue of why are they like country kids from To Kill a Mockingbird when they're they're in like the middle of rich suburbia with rich parents. But, yeah, I mean, it would be like, you know, an F minus 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 to an F minus (laughs) minus.
1: Well, I mean, that's improvement.
2: It, it is. So yes, technically improvement if they're actual like non cartoon characters overdubbed, mm-hmm. but like, it's still such a bad stupid episode. And I hate it.
1: They should <laughs> so have riff the, tracks. It, uh, you know, it it might very well be, I don't think it, they, they've definitely done individual episodes of, of things, but it tends to be like, uh, you know, hour long. Yeah. You know, episodes. Um, so,
2: um earl hamner jr wrote this episode uh he wrote one two three four five six seven other twilight zone episodes the hunt a piano okay in that, the was, house. that was a good one yeah the hunt was good a piano in the house which i don't remember
1: uh i'd assume that's the one with the like the player piano that makes people uh you know say what they're really thinking yes
2: yeah 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 uh jess bell Um, which I don't remember. That was the one with Anne Francis, um, which I think was, you know, that was kind of like a, a little bit of a convoluted story, but it wasn't bad. Ring-a-ding girl, um, you drive, which was one of the most obnoxious episodes. Right. um, Yeah. If I'm remembering that one, black leather jackets, which, you know, definitely a a little like funny dialogue with those like hip cat aliens. Um, Yeah. yeah. Sorry and then stop over in a quiet town
1: okay i mean stop over in a quiet town that that wasn't bad so he he you know he pulled his weight a little bit on the on the twilight zone but yeah all the all the other ones were pretty kind of forgettable. yeah
0: very very but interesting now,
1: i mean he did seven more he wrote seven more twilight zone episodes than you or i did so yes you know, it's, it's true less <laughs> Let's try to keep things in perspective. So you know, <laughs> he was invited to write seven Twilight Zone episodes. We have not been invited to write, write any. So not one. Between not, the two of us. Yeah. I, and they even produced more episodes while we were doing this podcast than he didn't ask. It. <laughs> I can't help but feel a little rejected there. But um, you
2: know, only one of us, Keith, has written Righteous Might. Um, that's true.
1: Av- available Akkarts at Eckhart's Press. Akkarts Press. Uh, and uh, in audio and ebook form on Amazon. Um, uh, it's, you so I had to, to fit one last one. <laughs> right, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. Th- okay, this is uh, this is probably just just a, a reference for the sake of having a reference. But you know, Bender <laughs> on Futurama once wore a, a a Huckleberry Finn hat. It's true, so, he did. Um, you know, so so that. That might be our final Futurama reference of, of the series. So just, just in case you're wondering. Uh, uh, OK, so so the the parents, the, the horrible parents are getting a divorce. The horrible kids don't like it. So what else do you do? But you jump into the pool and disappear. That that's <laughs> logical, logical response to that whole makes total sense. That's
2: what I typically do.
1: Uh, so they, they, uh, the, the, the kids disappear. The, uh, the father does care enough that he jumps in the pool after them. Yes. Um, which yeah, is, that's
2: when they, sorry, yeah. when they, when it, they, um, they actually, you know, worry that he might, that their kids might be drowned and dead at the pool. So then they start caring. So there's a little bit of humanity there.
1: Which, I mean, call me bitter and cynical, but I'm assuming <laughs> that they suddenly care because they would have to explain why their kids... You know, suddenly oh, yeah. they, they go to jail. Suddenly, you know, <laughs> dove to the bottom of the pool and died. That, that's probably why they're <laughs> why they care. Uh, they're, they're not cut out for prison. That, that's one thing we can say about these two. No, they're not. Uh, so uh, then we flash back uh, to another uh, situation where the uh, kids are playing around in the pool, and then suddenly they see uh, uh, a kid pop out wearing the uh, the, the Huckleberry Finn straw hat. Uh, like Bender wore once in, on on Futurama, and uh, he he invites them to go with them, and and this is the pre Sandusky era, so uh, you know, that may, maybe not quite as weird to just hey a stranger pops up and hey why don't we go it with is, them?
2: It is really very uh, man. What a what a more innocent time um, for that specifically. A lot of other bad stuff like you know racism and misogyny, but um, yeah, what a what a wonderful time when that wasn't creepy, right?
1: I I, I have to be honest with you. No matter uh, you know what the world situation was in uh, in in 1964, even though uh, you know a lot of things that uh, you know have have made us uh, more cautious, uh, you, know, you might say, have, have happened, and that still wasn't a good idea in 1964. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't imagine that their parents, even though their parents didn't care about them, clearly, I can't imagine their parents <laughs> ever saying, yeah, if, if somebody ever just, you know, says, hey, you want to go with, go with them. What are we, go like, ahead. What, what's the worst that could happen?
2: Particularly if you just found a uh, secret door at the bottom of our swimming pool.
1: Uh, yeah, that's another thing that always bothered me is they, they never really explain like what happens there. Yeah, uh, it, it's just they swim to the bottom of the pool and then suddenly they show up in a lake in some other some other world. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so so they go uh, to the bottom and uh, you know then they uh, there there's you know it's it's basically sort of a Neverland sort of situation where there's a there's a bunch of kids swimming fishing uh generally just having a a a good time keeping their evil in check and um <laughs> and uh they uh they're welcomed immediately by aunt t which uh. I was i was always wondered is that like is she an auntie is she aunt <laughs> t uh, yes. is it, is it spelled I out T? I, I, I
2: heard the letter like aunt tea but i oh my god this makes this episode even more annoying
1: <laughs> oh
2: god uh, yes we get it
1: auntie she, she's an she's an old woman who has uh probably maybe one tooth <laughs>
2: um, yes it, it is a it is a sure to look at this woman i i apologize to say that but it is very tough
1: Uh, to, to look at her and even, and, and even listen to her speak. It's just, it's just very, there's just (laughs) like gums flapping all the time. It's difficult. (laughs) It, It is. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, so, so basically, you know, she, she says that, you know, this is a place for, uh, you know, kids that aren't wanted by their parents. Yes. Um, but, um. Sport and Jeb, they don't. And, and by the way, I'm, it should be Jeb with an exclamation point because that, that's just <laughs> how you spell Jeb now.
2: It is forever for and
1: uh, So they, for some reason, um, they don't think that their parents don't want them. And I can't imagine so, how they got
2: they got to that conclusion. But,
1: yeah, I, I literally can't fathom why they would, why they would even <laughs> think that. Um, so they, uh, they decide to go back and aunt T tells them that, Hey, this is, uh, this is a one-time opportunity. You can either stay here in this, uh, in this weird world with, uh, with me, uh, you know, helping, uh, helping bake cakes and clean my dentures, uh, or you can go back, but but it, it's a one-time thing. You can't if you go back to the uh, to the real world, you you won't be able to come back here. And uh, Sport and Jeb decide, you know, our parents love us so much that, um, you know, we we just can't we just can't leave them like this.
2: Like every <clears throat> so, every motivation, every decision, every word said by every character in this episode
1: does not make sense and just adds to how annoying it is. <laughs> As, uh, as Luke Skywalker said in The Last Jedi, every word of what you just said is wrong. <laughs> um, so they go back, and, and this is where we circle back. Uh, they go back, and this is where the parents have told them, hey, by the way, uh, we, we've decided to get a divorce. And they, they even, like, li- literally, like, this just shows, like, they may be the worst parents in history. The worst. Because... Like it's almost a cliche that when parents are trying to explain to their kids, hey, here's what's happening, the first thing they say is, it's not your fault, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, these parents say, listen, it's your fault. We're even together. So just
2: just deal with it. If it weren't for you two, we would have never had to enter into this awful, awful marriage. And now we're just going to compound the misery. But again, all of this is your fault. Thanks for coming right, back from,
1: exactly. uh, I, even, even in a fictional world, I don't think I've ever heard a parent say that when they were telling <laughs> their kids, they were getting divorced.
2: <laughs> Maybe this episode rules. <laughs> uh, what a journey. <laughs> it,
1: it, it really is. So even though, uh, aunt T had, had told them that they can't, uh, dive, you know, they, they can't return. They, they still go into the pool and they, you know, they kind of call out to her much to their parents confusion. <laughs> and, um, uh, eventually the, the kids disappear as they did in the beginning of the episode. And, uh, we, we see them living, uh, happily ever after with aunt T, uh, scrubbing her dentures. And, um, you know, she, uh, sport can hear, uh, her parents calling out to them, but, uh, decides not to. So it's a little like, um, it's a little like a hook, you know, when when Jack, uh, you know, he's in yeah. he's in Neverland and he he starts to forget uh, everything that happened before it's the same idea. You know, <laughs> The only thing that 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 might be the only right call
2: that this episode makes is that it's not the OK, we go back to our parents and now we all learn to love each other. Like it is an unfulfilling, I think, in not a terrible way ending. But still, everything else about this episode is just so bad, obviously, because I've been a broken record about it for three years. But I don't think I mean, this its pretty, pretty widely held as as awful. So,
1: yeah, I, I think, think even I when uh it, when it's on like a marathon, like a, a personal come on the screen and be like, listen, we're <laughs> sorry. Let's just get through this. We had this to buy together. the rights to the whole series. So darn it, we're going to play it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're sorry about this. You know, you don't really have to watch this. <laughs> well, Chief, but, but you know, did, but but we did because you know oh. what would be the use of going through you know three years of watching every Twilight Zone episode if we didn't watch every Twilight Zone
2: episode, <laughs> every single one um you know it's been a blast and uh i think we've really uh this was this was 100% worth it this was a lot of fun i hope it was a lot of fun to listen to
1: uh yeah it was a lot of fun to do uh any uh any any changes to like your your mount rushmore of uh of, of twilight zone episodes you know any 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 big surprises or, or or do you think like the the top ones in your in your mind are still the the top ones
2: I think, uh, I think they're still pretty much the top ones, mm-hmm. and the ones that were always in... I don't know, there were definitely a few surprises where I think I kind of, you know, quote-unquote got episodes a little bit better this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Masks, uh, Midnight Sun, um, you know, the, the, the main ones still, still are there. How about you? Were there any surprises for you?
1: Um... You know, I, I figured, uh, I figured I, w- I was, going to, I was determined that I was going to make sense of come wander with me. And I, I still couldn't, <laughs> that was a little bit of a surprise. It's not um, easy. That's for sure. You know, there, there were definitely, there, there weren't all that many, but there were one or two that I don't think I had ever seen before, which uh, was, yeah. was kind of a surprise. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like the, you know, we, we definitely had some, uh, some, some different episodes, like. Uh, Probe seven over and out was is is always uh, one of my favorites. I, and I don't think that was necessarily, you know, on on, yeah. on your list. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I I did. By the way, as we were as we were doing this series, I learned that the the, the guy in that episode was the guy from the first episode of Night Rider. And the woman in that episode was not Elizabeth Montgomery. So my mind was blown on both fronts. <laughs>
2: there are little surprises here and there you know um so you know uh this this could be the end we might take a break who knows i think uh you know we're gonna do some soul searching
1: and uh really recover from watching the bewitching pool it'll it'll take a while to uh to 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 get over it but you know if i uh if i were a betting man i would say that uh, the two of us will probably come up with something we want to do again in the future
0: would not be shocked a brief epilogue for concerned parents of course there isn't any such place as the gingerbread house of aunt t and we grown-ups know there's no door at the bottom of a swimming pool that leads to a secret place but who can say how real the fantasy world of lonely children can become for jeb and sports sherwood the need for love turned fantasy into reality they found a secret place in the twilight zone
2: cabotron